0: Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-Minute Power Segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers, I'm simply trying to figure life out and through greater awareness and understanding I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Hi, and welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. This is episode 909. This is my interview with Aura Nadridge. She is the founder and president of the Institute of Transformational Thinking and author of Live True, a mindfulness guide to authenticity. In this episode, guys, we're discussing mindfulness and really about how we can transform our thinking leading to greater self-discovery, deeper consciousness, and living towards our dreams, goals, and passions. Guys, I hope you enjoy this interview with Aura, and as always, you can check out all the links and show notes at thehiddenwhy.com, episode 909. Thank you. G'day, Aura. Welcome to The Hidden Why Podcast. Great to have you here.
1: Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for having me.
0: What a very important topic at uh, this time in the the world that we're dealing with um, some major crises and change. Uh, mindfulness yes what is, what is that yes. all about to you you've you've been researching and helping people in this field for for some time yeah
1: yes I have mindfulness is really the area that I like to really share with people as a mindfulness practitioner a mindfulness author but you know I have to say that now with what's going on with the coronavirus pandemic never before has I mindfulness really played into a deeper understanding of awareness and that's that's the essence of mindfulness is the practice of awareness well i would say that we're all in a heightened state of awareness right now
0: um yeah do you do you think we are though
1: well, I do. I think here, here. Let me let me say this. We're mm. in a heightened state of awareness about the pandemic. We're in a heightened state of awareness about the virus. Were we in a heightened state of awareness before this happened? Probably not as much as we could have been. And hopefully, with this global global shift, if you will, because this is affecting every single person mm. on the planet, which is quite mind boggling. Um, my hope is that once this transitions into the next phase, that we are able to maintain a level of change that I hope a lot of people really recognize the importance of.
0: Yeah. So this level of awareness, because I, I feel it's it's absolutely an essential um, part of our life to have this higher, deepened state of awareness. Yes. Um, and certainly something that I am, am not... Um, I'm not quite there yet, you know, I, I try to practice some mindfulness activities and things like that, um, and probably still get caught up in a lot of clutter and chaos and noise. And I think whilst everything's going on right now, we may be in a heightened state of awareness about the pandemic. I think there's probably so much shock and noise and, and disturbance that perhaps that it's not quite a, a deepened state of awareness, it's just a, a state of an awareness. If that makes sense. <sighs>
1: Yes, it does. And I happen to agree with you because really what we probably are feeling individually and collectively is shock, do you Hmm. know? And I recently um, wrote an article, and I've been doing a lot of live episodes on both Instagram and Facebook. And what came to me initially was to talk about the stages of grief, which is based on um, the model of Elizabeth Kubler Ross's grief model from on death and dying and really plugging in the grief stages you realize that the stages initially are because we are feeling a grief we're we're grieving yeah. the, the world in which we've known it to be prior and the world that we don't really know now it's very different our lives have changed the world has changed so grief is a natural emotion to feel but yeah. the initial response to grief is shock you know we can mm. go into a state of shock so what really gets activated are our survival instincts you know we we initially are so extremely threatened about our survival that our awareness is focused on that but i agree with you you know that's and that's a more short term
0: sort of awareness
1: exactly right do you know and i i really have been saying more and more Lately, with my, my live episodes, that I believe this is not just about a physical illness. Uh, it's a very, very serious, grave, tragic virus that has insidiously spread throughout the globe. But we have to recognize that we have a lot more to look at, especially given the opportunity that we're in isolation. And, you know, we're, we're practicing, uh, you know, social and physical distancing. We're stay-at-home isolation. And it gives us an opportunity to really look at things much more closely now.
0: Mm, Yeah. So what, what, uh, I suppose, where do we start? I mean, even without the pandemic going on, what are your tools or or, or methods that you teach others to to help get them into a a better state of awareness or heightened state of awareness?
1: Well, you know... (sighs) It's interesting because practicing mindfulness really is, again, Mm. the practice of awareness. Well, what does that really mean? It means to be aware of our actions, our behavior, our deeds, our words, our thoughts. You know, if we took responsibility and we were present with what we do, what we say, how we behave, you know, basically the cause and effect of our existence on the planet, if we had a much more present awareness of who who am I, and started each day like that, and what can I really put out into the world that's positive, productive, you know, contributing to the betterment of the world, if we really use mindfulness just in that way, Hmm. and I know that may sound like a tall order, but if each and every one of us took responsibility for that, and really elected and consciously chose to be present in a conscious way we already would be changing we would already value life enough to say hey i really want to show up for life and i want to show up as my best self
0: yeah so what's stopping us from doing this i mean i can think of a few things but
1: (laughs) well let's just say we're extremely busy people you Mm. know and it's 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 too busy do you think yeah, well, I I do I don't think we balance it properly, and we tend to get so caught up in the distractions, yeah. the busyness, uh, yeah. the you know the whole rushing of our doing, and we don't really honor, respect, and value just being. Well, what does being mean? Being means really getting off of our devices, not being so obsessively drawn to the fact that we are so inclined to be distracted all the time, you know, it's not comfortable for people to stop, you know, I, as a mindfulness practitioner and a meditation teacher, Mm. I'm very well aware that people would rather be busy than not. It's a constant distraction. It's a constant need to fill the void. And we have to look at that. Mm. You know, we have to really ask ourselves, why are we so, why are we so uncomfortable with stopping, what, what is so threatening about that to us? And I, you know, you can get philosophical about it. You can get existential about it. You know, whatever that means for you. Distraction is an avoidance. Yeah. You know, it's avoidance perhaps at looking at ourselves, at doing some soul searching, you know, really being honest about maybe where we need to improve on ourselves. And I don't mean this in a critical way. I mean this in a way that we're not perfect there's always room for improvement. And if you're someone who values becoming a better human being, you might want to consider stopping being so busy all the time and work a little bit more on the inner self.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can I can attest to all of that. Um, Being a very busy person, I actually was thinking with everything that's going on right now is um, that maybe this is an opportunity for us to really step back a little bit and hopefully keep this new level of um isolation i suppose and i don't mean isolation Mm -hmm. by being in home but isolation in our our busy Mm -hmm. lives Mm -hmm. to take it forward you know and and to to live just a more of a i I wouldn't say normal life but just a, a meaningful life i think with all this being busy we're all rushing around being greedy you know chasing this and that Um, we don't give ourselves time to think and and focus on maybe some of the more important things. And I'm hoping that this opportunity is, is one of that for not only myself, but a lot of other people too.
1: I couldn't agree with you more, Lee. It is a great opportunity to really ask ourselves, you know, who do we want to be moving forward once this is over? You know, I, I hope and pray that people don't just resort or revert back to old habits and think, oh, shoo, so glad that's over. Now this, that's over, let's just go right back to doing what we were doing before. That's really ignorant. Mm-hmm. And I think that We have to be really, again, mindful of what do we want to do differently once this is over? If we haven't learned anything from this time, do you know, and here's the thing. We don't normally take ourselves to these places willingly. It has to take something like a, a, a crisis, you know, a tragedy. This is a global tragedy. Mm. You know, we can look at this and, in, in, you know, there's that saying, you, know, you don't want to wait till something bad happens in order for you to really wake up and value your life. But this is really a much more magnified version of that in that everybody's had to stop. And everybody's had to really get off of, not saying get off your devices, because we're using our devices for reaching out to one another the way in which you and I are. But we have to really think about ways to use our devices and use our technology and all the things that we do. And somebody said to me recently, which I thought was so great, they go, wouldn't it be wonderful if we had like a break? Like there was this sort of, you know, um, put in motion how, let's say, maybe we have I don't know, time off. And some countries do have things like, you know, where they break for lunch, as I know certain countries do that, or they take siestas or. Mm you know things that seem so civilized and and not be working around the clock 24/7 and you know from a religious aspect you could, for those you know the, the Judeo Christian concept of the sabbath do you know where maybe you don't work on the yeah. weekends hmm. you know pick a, pick a time i i try i'm trying to put into motion on the weekends trying not to be on my social media do you know like take a break and not go on the social media are you media. going with that <laughs> i I have to tell you something, good? it really was interesting. It was a wonderful exercise because you can see how we are habitually trained to become dependent on the things that yeah. we become dependent on, hmm. and then we we feel ourselves with this sort of impulsivity to get to pick up our phones. And when I didn't do it, afterwards, after the weekend was over, it felt really empowering, I must say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love these these ideas and and I certainly um, have been seeing myself sort of more and more glued to my phone um, because they're so bloody smart aren't they you can really get hooked into them and it seems like every five minutes I'm jumping on checking something else doing something else on it Um, and just being conscious of that I'm I'm trying now to put into practice uh, probably more what I used to practice which is putting my phone down and and keeping it away Um, but because we're so busy and, and have all these distractions what what methods do you promote to help us remove them other than saying, well, just put down your phone, you know, is there any particular practices that you have? I
1: do. I think that, um, do things that are mindfulness based. And Mm. some of those, some of those are, you know, if you're a meditator, then schedule time in your day to meditate. If you don't have a formal practice, you can certainly, you know, look into a beginning one. Is that a practice that you have? I I originally my I've been a meditator for over 25 years and yeah, my original meditation yeah my original meditation was transcendental meditation which is a mantra based meditation it's really great I sort of transitioned from TM transcendental meditation to mindfulness meditation mindfulness meditation is really just focusing on your breath Or an object, I find that really easy and user-friendly, where you can put the focus and awareness onto your breath. And when we focus on something, we become more of an observer of our thoughts rather than a reactor. But it's... What's a mind- TM
0: like the mantra? Is that just repeating a, a word or something over and over? Yeah,
1: t- transcendental meditation um, is is really it's a wonderful meditation in that they you are given a Sanskrit meditation. It holds no meaning really. It's more like a sound. It is mm. a word, and it's based on the fact that you can when your mind starts to wander, you if you repeat the mantra similarly to let's say focusing on your breath with the mindfulness similar to meditation. a mindfulness. Yeah, okay. exactly. They're very similar. But, you know, everybody has their own particular type of Mm -hmm. meditation that they resonate to. I highly recommend find one that resonates for you. And if you're starting, the simpler the better. Um, You don't have to complicate meditation. It's not complicated. I highly recommend this is a great time to cultivate a practice. You know, check out TM. Check out mindfulness meditation. There are breathing exercises to do. Mm. I'm a big fan of mindfulness walking. Um, I know we can't venture out around people right now, but if you have an environment, and you can even do this inside the home, by the way, um, get up, do some stretches, and walk. Walk around your room, and you can count while you're walking, and put your focus and awareness onto your feet and, you know, your legs and concentrate on that. It's really focusing on something and then that becomes the meditation. So that's a great thing. I've done it outside in my yard a lot yeah. Dur- yeah. during this isolation period. Um, do an activity Do something that whether it's, you know, if you want to cook, if you don't have to be somebody who cooks. I know a lot of people are trying things they've never done before during this time without any judgment. You know, mindfulness is being in the present moment with total awareness, acceptance and non-judgment, which means you show up in the moment and you allow the moment to be what it is and you accept it and you are present in the moment with whatever you're doing. So there are a lot of things one can do during this time. You might want to play a board game if you're not living alone. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're living with somebody, you know, whether it's playing cards, a Scrabble, a board game, um, drawing, writing in a journal, cooking, mindfulness walking, as I said, you yeah. know, anything that puts your focus and awareness onto something and gets you off of the habitual patterns of things like picking up our phone every two minutes, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like you want to be mindful to, to sort of balance that you're not constantly distracted.
0: Yeah, it's so good. And, and I, I do love it. I, I got up this morning and I got up a bit earlier. Um, sort of beat my family and, and thought I'd get a bit of work done and the internet wasn't working <laughs> and I was sitting there going "Jeez, wow. this is a crazy world we live and imagine if the internet just shut down right now oh. how, how disruptive that would be to to so many of our lives and and oh, how yeah. idle would be and we had a um before the COVID-19 uh, pandemic we had a a blackout not too long ago and you know we were sitting around there as a family going this is interesting you know no there was no tv no internet no no anything um, and it was just a really good opportunity, I think, to see how beneficial that could be and, and how we could use that to connect more deeply with one another and, and use that just to be in in thought, you know? Um, and I think Absolutely.
1: that's... Absolutely. Yes, that's, Lee, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, we have to be aware, again, the mindful awareness of our discomfort when we're not able to do the things that we are Mm. so accustomed to. And what you just described, blackout, I've had a lot of internet problems during this time. And I really was aware of, you know, that's not easy for us to accept because suddenly we feel inconvenienced, do you know? And the things that we are relying on now, especially because we're we're at -at stay-at-home isolation, we are relying more heavily on those things. But Even when those things are down, and that's another thing that I talk about with mindfulness is being an observer and not a reactor. Hmm. When my internet went down, I even was doing an Instagram Live. I was invited to be interviewed on an Instagram Live, split screen, split Instagrams, and the internet wasn't working. So we were having such a glorious conversation, and it was so interrupted by a bad internet connection. And there was nothing like, you know, you got to surrender. You got to, what I call free fall. If, if we're going to let those things just drive us mad, then we really are so habitually conditioned to be dependent on, on things that are disrupting to our life, but we're allowing it to be disruptive. Do you know?
0: Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, you look back 10 years ago or even 20 years ago of how different our lives were and how, how much it's changed so rapidly. Um, it's true. It, it, it does. It can create a lot of chaos if we're not. You know, practicing mindfulness and, and uh, a deepened state of awareness. So, very timely conversation. I think it's important for us all to to get into it. What did your meditation look like? Was it fifteen minutes of mindfulness meditation in the morning, or
1: um, you know, it... I because I've been meditating for so long, I play around with my meditations in so many ways that I actually rather like. Um, as a trained um, transcendental meditator. I the training of that is you know to be able to become a disciplined meditator is 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes later on in the day early evening so I trained myself to be right. a very disciplined meditator now what I like to do is break it up and yeah. I really encourage people to, from the minute you wake up in the morning, not to just jump out of bed, you know, which is what we're most inclined to do. So let's just say you do a couple of minutes of a meditation while you're in bed. What that could look like is you open your eyes, you focus in the, on the, you know, what's around you in the room. It could be, you know, whether someone who's sharing the bed with you, mindfully aware and respectful of them you know, open your eyes, take a look around your environment. I'm surrounded by windows. I'm talking to you right now in that room." checking out what's outside looking at the birds looking at the trees are there clouds in the sky you know and then that connects you right mm. away to, gra- to gratitude and I encourage one to be very mindful of the breath if you want to put your hands on your heart your heart chakra yep. feel the rising and falling of the breath and what that does is it immediately connects you to gratitude. so I love that by yeah, starting my day with a couple of minutes of, gr- of a gratitude meditation mm-hmm. and then what I do throughout The day sometimes I'll do a 20 minute meditation, a 15 minute meditation, or I'll find myself going somewhere whether it's outside my backyard, sitting under a tree, sitting on a couch, sitting on the floor, and I just sit quietly whether I have my eyes open or not and I go into silence, I go into quietude. And these are forms of meditation, and you really have to create a type of meditation that works for you. People mostly need some type of a concentration meditation because of the because of their mind wandering so much but for me personally i i like to split it up throughout the day and i do little meditations throughout the day and i love that it really is satisfying
0: i think one thing that just popped then for me um you know by waking up like you said you do um is really just slowing down and i'm just putting myself into this this context this story and how busy I am. I just rush from one thing to the next. I never give myself that time to pause and just slow down and appreciate, you know, my environment and what's around me and and my thoughts that are going on, um, rather than I'm just rushing to the next thing straight away. So it's, um, and I guess that's, that's the practice, isn't it? It's about building that muscle to continually check in and remind yourself to slow down and, 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 pause.
1: Yes. And I will tell you this, a really great mindfulness, um, tip is that you know you just described yourself with honesty and it's an awareness of saying to ourselves wow i'm really busy right now i'm really going from thing to thing or oh wow i'm 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 not wanting to stop i'm kind of like busy 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 uh, maybe I could take a pause you know it's like self talk yeah. it's like a mindful awareness self talk that when we catch ourselves being really busy and this is something to implement once this pandemic is over that be very aware of the inclination or the tendency to want to go right back into being busy again yes. so if we can catch ourselves and go you know one of the things that I've been um, I've written some mindfulness articles during this time and one of the things that I said, if you're working at home, um, even if you're working at home or you're not, if you have a structured day or you don't, if you've been busy for a couple of hours in a row, you can even do like a timer on your phone and it's to take a pause, to take a break. So if you're somebody who's really used to being busy and going from thing to thing to thing, it's and, and you don't have, let's say, a, a, meditation, a formal meditation practice, just set a timer on your phone and go, oh, okay, I've worked for two hours straight, no break, let me take a break. That means let me stretch, let me take a mindfulness walk you know, let me do a breathing exercise, let me do a mini meditation, you know, especially for those people that are really inclined to be busy, yeah. um, which millions of people are. Mm. Um, this isn't a judgment. It's just a helpful aid for those of us, all of us really, to varying degrees. But for people that are really used to going from you know pillar to post, like boom, 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 we're the ones that really should guide ourselves during this time mm. to take these breaks, to take these pauses. It's really helpful.
0: Yeah, I love it. I think it's um, really important, and certainly has given me a lot to still reflect on, which I've been doing a lot of lately around how busy I am and and how disrupted i am and addicted to tech and all that sort of stuff
1: yeah 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 yeah. i I know you've
0: got a um, you've got a good book uh live true a mindfulness guide to authenticity i'll stick a link in the show notes for the guys how else can people reach out to you and uh, find a bit more about your work etc
1: Uh, They can go to oranadrich.com, my website, which is really chock full of everything. I've got meditations on there. I've got articles, you know, I've got just a bunch of stuff on there that I think could be really helpful during this time, you know, um, to check it out and see what's there. You know, there's a lot of different things that I offer up around mindfulness and cultivating a mindfulness practice.
0: Beautiful. It's been awesome, Aura. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you, Lee, and, uh, you know, really good wishes to you and your family and all that are um, in Australia.
0: Yeah, thank you, and you too. Guys okay. out there listening, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, jump onto thehiddenwide.com and type in Hora Nadrich, and you can find out all the show notes and links to her book and, and website, etc. there. Uh, reach out and thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in the hidden why, click the ratings and reviews button and leave me a short message plus a 1 to 5 star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden White Podcast. My name is Liam Arnitzi. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.